and welcome back to another episode of The Crowning Moment, sponsored by The Queen's Magnet. When Journey first started competing in pageants in 2005, safety pins were the only option for holding contestant numbers to the gowns. The more pageants she competed in, the more holes her outfits had. She was so over it, as many of us are too, so she created The Queen's Magnet. It's a super strong, blinged out magnet that looks fabulous and won't harm any of your designer tailored clothes or suit. How many times have we tried to place pins just right and end up ruining our clothes? So many times. The Queen's Magnet is so easy to handle, places and stays secure all day long. It's a multifunctional accessory to add to your wardrobe on and off the stage. Add a Queen's Magnet to your wardrobe. Trust us, it'll be your new favorite accessory. Use code CROWNINGMOMENT for 15% off your entire purchase at thequeensmagnet.com. And today we have a very special guest, and I'm going to let her introduce herself. Hey, everyone. My name is Rebecca West Hensinger. My current title is United States of America's Mrs. Pennsylvania, and I am from Allentown, Pennsylvania. Nice to meet all of you. I'm so glad that you're on this episode. I've been waiting to talk to you, honestly, for like weeks now, not going to lie. I've been going through my list and like picking people like, okay, I've had this person judge me before. I've known them or I've watched the pageant page. And you're one of the people that I was like after um, National United States. I was like, I feel like she has a really cool background. And obviously your husband was judging too. So it was really like a cool dynamic that y'all both got to judge. And I just wanted to sit down and talk to you. So I want to start off with asking you about the title that you recently just won and kind of about that system. Yeah, great. So I've been involved in pageantry in the Mrs. Division for the past three years. Um, In the past, I've held titles in the Mrs. America system and the Mrs. World system, and now currently in the United States of America's Mrs. system. So that system is really up and coming. It's grown exponentially in the past four years since it's been introduced. And I'm just so happy to be part of it. I have so many friends involved in this system right now. And out of every system I've ever competed in, this is where I found my most most of my friends, I would say. That's so awesome. So what are like, do you have a platform that you go by or does like your system have a platform that everyone's kind of contributing to? Good question. So there is no national platform. It's everybody's individual platforms. And there are divisions for teen, miss, MS, and MRS. So everyone, I mean, that's a lot of girls, right? There's really something for everyone doesn't matter your age, marital status, where you are in life. Um, Yeah, but everybody does have their own individual platform. So mine is uh, supporting people in recovery and spreading the message of the power of recovery, mostly uh, or foremost, first and foremost, to children. That's awesome. So I know a lot of people do like different events with their platforms. Have you had like a favorite event that you've done either as your time with your title now or even before this title, like with your platform? Oh my gosh. It's so, it's so hard to pick, you know? Um, so recovery has played a huge role in my life. My father has 31 years of sobriety. Um, I myself am going on about six months. So, you know, it, it's played a tremendous, a tremendous role in my life. And it's really, really important to me. And with our numbers in this country alone, in, in the United States only, we've reached over 100,000 overdose deaths 
in 2020. That's the most recent statistics. And that's huge. That's huge. That shows us that we're facing yet another pandemic, another health pandemic, and that is uh, drugs and alcohol and substance use disorder. And, you know, the way that we can tackle that, I think, is by spreading the message to our youth sooner than later. We have to talk to them about positive decision making and healthy decisions and what exactly drugs and alcohol do to you and why they're so dangerous and why actually abstinence from from drugs is really the only way. And that's kind of a really hard hard thing to teach and and this is this is very new. So, you know, favorite appearance it's hard to, like I said, it's hard to say. I, I'm kind of confusing favorite between, you know, something that sticks out in my head most of all. And that was when I had the chance to work with a group of bereaved children. So these were kids who have lost either one parent or in some cases, both parents at the same time to a drug overdose. And I meet with these kids once a month and we do artistic activities, Um, we take them outside, we do team building activities. And so, you know, favorite appearance, it's probably the hardest appearance that I make, but I think it's the most important and it's the most influential. So yeah, working with kids who have specifically been affected by substance use disorder, most powerful. Absolutely. Yeah. And I would go off of that saying favorite kind of does that's like a hard feeling because it's more of like what can I do to help like impact these children's lives in such a positive way with your platform because it is such like a kind of like a heavy platform in such a good way because you are helping you know these kids along that they may not have understood what they were going through or may have they have had some trauma and with you and your platform being able to help them that's definitely I want to say like a favorite, but that is such like a good thing that you're doing for these kids because it's going to have such a lasting impact on them. Because I know sitting down and doing crafts with them, it's just another way for them to kind of open up and be more mm-hmm. honest with you. And I feel like that's just like, that's, I think going back on favorite, I'll remember now <laughs> not to ask favorite, but, <laughs> but definitely like that is like very impactful. And like, I would, I've never, um, talked to anyone in the pageant world that has had this platform before. So like hearing like the statistics behind it and what you're doing with it, that's amazing. Cause that's not something that people are always willing to talk about. That's something that they kind of, if they do have that issue or they know someone that has that issue, they're not very open about that. I'm like, I'm really glad that you're out there and you are promoting this because this is something that needs to be heard. Cause I had never heard those statistics before. Cause that's not something that I usually hear. And I'm, I'm honestly very honored to hear about your platform because it is very impactful and people do need to hear that. Yeah, Casey, you're so right. I so agree with you. And and if we are going to, you know, be accomplished and well put together women out there in the community, we've got to make sure it's for a really good reason, a really good reason. And for a reason that is important and a reason that impacts as many people as possible. At this point in this country, there is no community that hasn't been touched by substance use disorder and overdose. And it's really children and the next generation that bear the burden of that. It's not just the individual who struggles, it's the entire family. Like I'm still kind of like put back by that. That's 
crazy numbers. And you're absolutely right. Every community has been affected by this in one way or another, even if they do not know it yet. Like there is still something going on behind the scenes that they may not know about. And going off of that with someone that is possibly struggling with that themselves or possibly with someone in their family, like what is kind of like a golden nugget you would give them to help them through this time or possibly help them to go talk to someone or like a resource that they can reach out to? Yeah. So just understanding that, you know, the plethora of resources that are available out there and that are 100% free. You know, we talk a lot about social media and if it's a positive thing or if it's a negative thing, there is so much support out there for anybody who's struggling with substances right now on social media alone. And it's 100% free. I can send you a couple of the pages that I really love. I actually, right before I jumped on here, um, one of the most popular ones called Sober Motivation, if you look them up on Instagram, they just asked me to be one of their um, regular blog writers. So yeah, I mean, social media can really be an amazing thing if we use it in the right way. There's so much support out there. But in addition to that, there are toll-free national helplines. Um, S-A-M-S-H-A, SAMHSA, is the big national helpline. I think it's 1-800-662-HELP. And that's from any phone, 24 hours a day, you know, 365 days a year. There's so much help out there. But, you know, for anyone who's struggling, they really need to be the ones who make the first step to decide that they're going to change their lives. It's not always easy. I'm so glad and I will definitely tag those accounts. And when I go to post like the promo picture, I'll add in some of those Instagrams afterwards. So if there are people that are listening or they know someone uh, that really could use this help, they'll be able to slide through the post on Instagram from caseygibson.official so that they can find those Instagrams. So we'll definitely tag up after this to get a few of those Instagrams together. So I can just share those out there and definitely help promote uh, that platform that you have going on as well. With that, what do you think has been like the biggest challenge facing your platform, whether that's promoting it social on social media or it's, you know, promoting it publicly. What do you think has been like the biggest challenge? Mm, You've actually already said it. Um, It's the stigma. It's stigma. It's people not being sure they want to talk about it or put that information out there. So for example, I used to work with a really well-known pageant coach. She's she's huge. I won't say her name. Um, but when I talked to her about, about all of this and my parents' struggle and just my idea for this platform, she said, Rebecca, just be careful because if you talk to judges about you know how you're so involved with tackling substance use disorder and the way that your parents struggled and then how you struggled, you know, watching them, they said some of these judges might think that you might have a problem. And you don't want them to think that. And I thought to myself, well, I'm like, well, the thing about that, you know, what about people who do struggle with something like that? It really suggests then that we shouldn't talk about those things. And, you know, as women in pageantry, it's our job to talk about issues that need more attention from the public, really. So the hardest thing is is tackling that stigma. Um, I saw a bus in my town today, and I was—I just smiled so hard when I saw this. Really big on the side, it said, "End the stigma," and it was for a rehabilitation um, service in my county. So people now, I think more than ever, 
are really being invited to kind of come out of the shadows and talk about these things that are keeping them sick. Because people who struggle with substances, when they don't talk about it, that's what keeps them sick. So the stigma is the hardest thing. And there's stigma surrounding so many things, mental health, you know, and a lot of girls have chosen things surrounding mental health as their platforms for great reason, because it needs more attention. It needs to be brought to, to the light. And that's our responsibility. Absolutely. I know a bunch of my friends, uh, I've done the Miss America system for South Carolina myself, a bunch of my friends are doing it again this year. And they've really hit on something that I never thought of, like, just saying the word platform really meant was the social impact. Because that is, this is really what all of our personal platforms are about is we are trying to impact those around us or, you know, just like with your platform, trying to help the people that may not know how to get help or they need help. And so that's what social impact is definitely just like because the, the words in the pageant system always change. We've gone from contestants to delegates to now, you know, like it, these words are constantly evolving, which I kind of like the new like terms that people are saying nowadays instead of being, oh, I'm just a contestant. I'm a delegate. It makes me just seem more, more like experience. It's so nice. But with that like social impact statement, a lot of my like close pageant friends, I've had Callie Farrell. She was another girl that I interviewed for the podcast a few weeks ago. She was the Miss Gamecock, which is the University of South Carolina's like, um, like college queen and her platform was around uh, the American Red Cross. And so like she, when, how she would like word her sentences was my social impact, like my, and so it just seemed more like a, wow, like that was so like, it had some oomph behind it. And so I really like appreciate those like evolving words nowadays because with any platform you have now, it is such like important, it has like importance behind it. And it's just an impact. Like, I just really like that. Love new words. Absolutely. And it needs to be a hundred percent. It needs to be that. That is the forefront of everything that we do. Even just the word platform suggests that something is elevated. Something is raised up so people can see it a little bit better. That's what it is. Going back to, so you just won, it was Ms. Pennsylvania. What was your crowning moment like with that pageant? So we've talked about your platform, but now I want to hear how it really felt to be standing there and you're like, oh my gosh, I just won. Like, what was the steps leading up to that? Like, what kind of got you to where you were to win? Oh my gosh, it's just pure elation and really a moment with so much behind it, so much behind it, not just luck, not just whoever else showed up. You know, I really 100% believed that this was my time, that this was my year for this, that the work that I'm doing was so important that it needed to be pushed to the front. I really believe that this was my time and I think I did what I had to do and I felt really confident going into it. So, so much emotion all wrapped up into one moment with my whole family being there and a lot of friends and, and people who wanted to see this work you know, come to the light even more. So it was incredible. The whole experience was great. And because there's four divisions, the teen, Miss, Ms, and MRS, that's just even more people that I had the chance to get to know. Whereas beforehand, I was holding a title in the Mrs. World system 
And it was very lonely because there was nobody else around me. I didn't, I was an at-large title holder. I didn't have a director. I didn't have a community surrounding me. So I was really craving that. I really wanted more of that friendship and events that we do together. And I really, really found that um, leading up to crowning and definitely afterwards. We do a lot of our appearances together, all four of the divisions. So that's so exciting. Yeah, I remember um, after you had judged in Pennsylvania, I was, you know, of course, looking up all the judges and like your Instagram really did stick out to me. Uh, I can't remember what the first, but it was something Valley was the title that you had at the time. Lehigh Valley. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And your Instagram, like out of any pageant person I have ever seen before, like I'm not just blowing smoke here. Like seriously, you were always posting something. You always had something gone. Like you were really hitting social media so hard and being in pageants nowadays, like social media is literally for everyone to see. And like, as a judge, like going into it, like if I would have just clicked on your social media, I'd be like, okay, she's going to get this 110% because she actually cares. She's putting out her platform. She's doing what she needs to do. She's getting, you know, promotion for the entire organization as a whole. Like you really killed it on social media. And I just kind of wanted to tell you that because it was, it was awesome. Like you've done phenomenal through your social media with promoting your pageants that you're in and the titles that you have at that time. Like so great. Just letting you know. Thank you so much. You know, social media is so important, but Sometimes judges don't look at it. Sometimes they're instructed not to. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't get around to it. Some judges don't even read your bio until the second that you sit down in front of them, which I think is crazy. But anyway, um, you know, but if you want people to get to know what you are all about beforehand, there's your way. And you should take it. Everyone should just take it. I often think back to pageantry before social media 20 years ago when judges or anybody kind of following along and watching only had that bio to go by. And, you know, the general public doesn't get to see it. We only get to see girls on stage. And maybe if they make it far enough, maybe we get to see their onstage question. But now with social media, we have we have such a way to introduce ourselves to anyone who might be tuning in or watching. So why not take it? I just wanted you to know that like you, like what I see and what like, you know, other people see from like our side is that you're killing social media. Oh, just, thank you. I love all of your stuff and your cookie decorating. <laughs> it's literally so awesome. I love it. It's so great. Thank you. And go yeah, going off of that, what would you tell someone starting out, like fresh in pageants? This may be their first pageant, or they're maybe just thinking about doing pageants. What would your advice for them be? Comparison is the thief of joy. Very popular quote, but it is so true. Don't ever compare your journey or where you are right now to somebody else just starting out or someone who may have a year or two on you or even 10 years. Don't ever compare yourself. Don't do that. Don't use social media for that. Don't look at the other girls as girls that you're competing against. They're girls that you're competing with. Everybody knows going into a competition that the odds are never good. They pick one girl in every division. One. They only need one. So 
and and most of the time in in pageants, it's never who you think it's going to be. Like, I don't know if you followed along with Miss USA last week. I know I did, of course. Oh, absolutely. Um, Okay. I did kind of think it was Kentucky. You could really see it. But a lot of times you follow along and you're like, I thought it would have been her. I thought it would have been her. Or all the hype is surrounding this person. You never know. And never, ever discount yourself. Never write yourself off. The episode that I'm doing is going to be talking about Miss USA and kind of like the outcomes, but in definitely a positive way. We never want to put anyone down. Like that's not, that is just not what we do here. But going off of like talking about the evening gowns, which one best fit people. And, you know, I'm going to definitely let people know like what, okay, this was my top 16. Here's how many made it. Like here's my top five. Because those girls, I really did like the production that they put on this year. Like I thought it was phenomenal. I would pick different um, – now, the Miss the Miss lady – or during the oh, Miss yeah. competition, like, kind of organizing it all, saying everyone's names, phenomenal. She was so good. Loved her. I did – yeah, I did not listen or watch the teen, but according to Twitter, it was a, a big N-O. And they, a lot of people next. were confused. It was a thank you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and a lot of people um, were confused with – nobody could figure out who – Patrick Ta was and as soon as he came on the screen I'm like listening to the voice and I'm like why do I know that voice and then it was Patrick Ta and I'm like oh gosh and I know like in a bunch of like my pageant group chats people were were saying thank you next to that and I'm like y'all they have to it's got to be equal here they got a man and a woman they're making it equal like I loved him move on I I didn't mind him at all people were like no like so annoying get him out I'm like why oh I thought he was so beautiful as the night went and he was I was like he's such a beautiful man yeah the like flawless looking skin like makeup on point and his outfits were beautiful Uh, (laughs) it's like I'm like he has it going on but yeah I'm like really excited to kind of like talk about those results because and Miss Universe will when I like upload this, it'll be of last week, but like Miss Universe is back to back. And honestly, like I feel bad for Kentucky. I think her name's Elle, like having to jump straight in, having a 24 hour turnaround. But like, if you're ready and like, you should be at Miss USA, this should not be a problem. Like you should be able to drop in. She knew she was quoted as saying she wasn't preparing for Miss USA. She was preparing for Miss Universe. So also for a first timer, Look beyond the crown. Don't just see the crown as your final point because one day also you're going to have to give it up if you get it. One day you're going to take something that has been so special and meaningful to you and you're going to put it on someone else's head. So the crown isn't everything. Look beyond it. For Elle, it was looking past it and seeing Miss Universe and that next experience. For me, it's, you know, looking past the state crown and thinking, what can I do nationally? Win or lose? How can I bring this platform to more of a national stance? And will the judges see that? And will it matter to them? Because sometimes people say platform doesn't really matter. They choose off of different things. Maybe they choose based off of how you talk about your platform and what that says about you and your people skills. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And the one thing I like now, um, I work on the staff for America's International Miss, which is another national pageant. I was a previous former queen for them. And they invite, which I, I really like this, they invite their judges 
to literally everything. I'm talking the luau parties, the nice, they had like a huge Cinderella ball. They invite them to everywhere. So it's almost like, it's not that you're having to play this role of, oh, I got to be on. This should be who you are at all times. And like 100%. the judges 100% noticed who was on when they needed to be on and who was just kind of faking it to make it. Like yeah. it was very obvious. And I love that they're around all the time. That's just been like a new thing because usually before it's like, don't talk to the judges, don't look them up on social media, don't do this, don't do that. Like it's always been a very fine line. But like, I don't know what has happened in the pageant world, but I feel like it's just changed. It's more of like now, like, I don't know, like I know I've talked to Deborah and I've talked to you and your husband. Like I've talked to people almost just for like, I was like, I just want some good constructive criticism. And that's what now judges like, like I'm not speaking for you, but I know like in the past, like judges have like praised you. Like, thank you for reaching out. I really wanted to tell you this because sometimes you don't get comments or sometimes you honestly just don't know like what went wrong and where. And so it's nice that now like people are a little more open than they used to be. And definitely with judges being around like at those events that Miss America's International Miss has them at, you kind of have to watch yourself. So that was just another like little interesting thing that I thought like a few months ago when they had it in October, I was just like, wow, like we're inviting the judges. Like, are we sure? And they're like, yep, we want people, we want them to see them and our Queens, our possible Queens in a social setting. So if we had to send them to an event, they'll know how they actually act. And it's not just, it's not just if their mom is standing next to them, telling them left, right, you know, kind of doing them like a puppet. Like that's how you know the difference between a girl that is matured and ready to take on the title than someone that is just being told what to do and how to do it and when to do it. So it's kind of like, is she independent? Does she need someone at all times? You know, for like the little babies, there's a whole different story. But like those senior division girls really need to, you know, have that mature level and being able to go out and do events by themselves. You got to be a self-starter and you have to be a problem solver. You've got to be able to think on your feet and just be polished under all pressure. And a woman who can do that, if you talk about some of the older girls, you know, a woman who can do that is a good candidate for a national title because that's going to be her job. You know, of course, we don't get paid. <laughs> Unless you're Miss USA or Miss America or Miss Universe, you don't get paid. But really, that organization needs to see who is going to represent them top, top, top notch. And it's so smart for them to have the judges around to see, you know, whose character is a good fit for that. Because ultimately, an organization is going to have to work with that girl all year. And what will that be like? Absolutely. And that's kind of going back. I know we had just talked about um, not comparing ourselves to like those other people and like, you know, saying that these people, like these queens do need to have this independent, like mature levels going, you know, into competition or being around anyone, kind of going back to like when you started doing pageants, like what would you tell yourself then that from everything that you've learned from doing pageants, like what would be something you would tell yourself when you first started just to kind of help you get along the way? I would say that overall, I need to be my own best friend. I need to take it easy on myself. I need to just realize that this path is unfolding before me every single day. Nothing is laid out in front of me for me to just walk into. I can evolve all of this. You know, I can change my platform. I used to work um, mostly with 
um, education opportunities for kids in inner cities because that's where I grew up and I saw there was a lot of inequality in that based on where you lived. You know, your opportunities when you were in school were based off of your zip code where I'm from. And so I did a scholarship program for that. And then I decided I wanted to move away from that and work more with um, substance use awareness and the power of recovery. And I really wasn't sure. And I second guessed myself, but, you know, I decided to kind of take that leap and change what I was all about. And I'm really glad that I did because that's, that's more important to me. It's more who I am. But I was nervous about what people would think about me. I'm like, oh, maybe they think I'm just giving up on this older platform. No, I'm evolving. And I let the course of pageantry evolve me as a woman, as a mother, as an advocate, even as you know, a wife and a friend. So I would say just to be my own best friend, not wait for anybody else to be my best friend, but to, for me to really just accept myself to trust my own decisions and to realize that this path is evolving and it always will. I just love asking that question because then I know like when I look back on my pageant experience, I would say something very similar is like, don't second guess yourself. Don't doubt yourself. No one else is you. Have confidence. Like that's the one, like the major things that I've learned from being in the pageant world is the self-confidence like I now like always really this back to the gym I can go to the gym and not be worried oh is somebody watching me am I lifting this weight correctly now I'm just you know pounding out metal and going hard in the gym like I don't I don't worry about it anymore because I'm like now that I have like just like that next level confidence of like I don't really care like if I'm doing something wrong like I guess I'll figure it out I'm not gonna worry about it and I'll just kind of push through it to the next thing and that's like the one like big thing that I think pageants has taught me and I'm very very thankful for. Yeah, it's so true because you know what, Casey, you and I and any woman or girl in pageantry, we've been celebrated for being ourselves. Never in any other arena is a woman clapped for just for being herself and for putting her best foot forward and for trying to do good. We clap for ourselves and we clap for each other just for being us. And if that doesn't give you more confidence, I don't know what will. You know, I feel the same way. I feel like now I can walk into a room and and I can just be so sure of myself and and happy with myself. And I came into pageantry later in life. I was 36. Um, And I often think, gosh, what if I started doing this when I was 10 or 11 or 12? How would that have shaped me more as a confident woman? I know that would have been so impactful, so impactful. So yeah, we celebrate ourselves and we celebrate each other just for being who we are and for doing good things. I can't think of anything better. I think you said that because that is something that you don't really get anywhere else. And, you know, like all your friends are always backstage clapping for you, people that you meet during pageant weeks or pageant weekends, pageant, just one day pageants. Somebody's always backstage clapping for you. If not, your family's in the, they're in, they're in the audience hooping and hollering and screaming for you. And that is one of like the best, I think one of the best parts is just once you like finish a talent or finish a runway walk or an evening gown and people are just they're just clapping. It's almost like a sense of like, all right, well, this is great. Like, like, well, this is so nice. Like, thank God. (laughs) Yeah. 
Like I can do this and everybody else agrees that, that I can do this. But you know, one kind of like housekeeping little tidbit that I also would have done beforehand or, or really started to figure out more. And this is just logistical. I would have gotten a walking coach. I would have gotten a walking coach because I was prepared like on paper and speaking wise, I felt very prepared. But once I hit that stage at States, my first time I was like, why am I shaking so bad? Why can't I stand still? What do I do with my hands? I really wish I would have had guidance with that because hiring a really good walking coach, um, like the woman that I hired last year has changed so much when it comes to stage. Cause yeah, we can, you know, love, we can love the whole experience and be really involved in our platforms, but don't forget, we've got to hit that stage and make an impression too. You gotta know what you're doing. You gotta know what you're doing. That's one thing I had mentioned in my very first episode, I called it like leveling up. And so once I finally had got like my first pageant coach that helped with, well, he wasn't really a coach. He was just like a family friend of ours, helped with the interview. And I was like, okay, I have a feel like I know what I'm doing now. All right. Then we got my next pageant coach, uh, Cyrus Frakes, who he's king of the crown. He's from South Carolina. He like gave me my walk for a little miss. Like we had everything down. I'm like, all right, we've leveled up again. Like this is nice. And now being and I grew out of the teenage and I'm in a mid like miss area. I'm like, okay, there's a whole different walk. You got to move your hips. You got to do the right, you got to walk in straight lines. You got to do this. Like it's a whole different thing now. And that's one of the next things I told my mom a few weeks ago, we had just bought a new dress and I was like, I think we've leveled up again. <laughs> I was like, we've, we've got to get in check. I was like, this is something that, you know, if we really want it, like we're going to have to work. I always say we, my mom and I are together for everything. Like We've really got to put 110% in because you're going to get a good return on that investment. Because if you're not putting it in 110%, you're just kind of selling yourself short. And that's just not fair to yourself. Like you definitely need to do whatever you can to be the best you you can be. Yep. Check all those boxes. The way that you walk in like this new dress that you got is not the way that you walk around your house or down the street. But it should start being like that, especially around your house. You know, I don't know about you, but whenever a good song comes on downstairs in my living room, I'm walking. You know, I'm trying to get used to like moving my body the ways that you mentioned because it's not natural. And if you buy a really good full length mirror, like I put mine in the middle of my living room and I'm constantly checking like, you know, how is this walk looking? Does this look right? Am I confident in this walk? Do I not feel stupid doing it? Because at first I felt ridiculous. Like as a 40 year old woman, I'm like, I don't walk like this. I'm a wife and a mom, but in an evening gown, this is the way that you walk. And on stage, it does translate. When I rewatched my videos just from States two months ago, I was like, yes, this is how you walk in a gown like this. And it doesn't look suggestive and it doesn't look ridiculous. It looks elegant and confident. So to any girls out there who are just getting started, you know, heed all of our advice that we just previously mentioned, but get a walking coach, get one in person, get one in person. Yes. And that's what the next thing is like, I did recently just move. So I moved away from all my coaches. And so now like having to do things virtually, it's just so different. Like, yes, like my apartment has a huge 
like almost like a dance studio but they use it for like spin classes but they'll move the bikes so like I have been going like when I'm done with the gym I'll go and I'll put like a riser on the ground like it would be if I'm standing on a step at on a pageant stage and I'll step off the step and then I'll walk for like my swimsuit walk and I'll use a towel and do the whole sarong thing like I like I'm making do with what I have right now just because I can't get to my coaches like they're in another state so like doing things virtually like I'm consistently like videoing myself and sending it like I'll walk for like almost an hour and a half just to make sure I get it to the right walk that I want and then I'll send my mom the video and be like what do you think of this one and then she'll give me my critiques and I'm like oh dang I'm already back at my room (laughs) like mom you could have totally given me that back (laughs) smart girl though smart girl or watch Miss USA like I'm sure you have like I have a million times and see who stands out to you and what is it about them? Because who stands out to you is going to be different from who stands out to me. What is that it factor when you see them hit that stage? You know, watch the, watch the girls who have, who have made it that far. They've made it that far for a reason. Well, we've come to the part of the podcast where my, I get to ask my favorite question. Alrighty. What part of your life was most positively impacted by being part of the pageant world? You know, it's, it's my social life, not, not just um, all of my work with my platform and even the things that I've discovered about myself through my work with my platform. Um, just on a, on a personal note and a side note, you know, I realized that I didn't have a good relationship with alcohol. I wasn't someone who drank every single day, but when I did, I realized that I didn't feel right about, I didn't feel my best. I didn't feel my most confident and pageantry has given me so much confidence. Why would I ever consume something that made me feel the opposite. So, you know, six months ago, I decided to put it down for good. And that, you know, that really wasn't hard for me. It was kind of a no brainer. And I've just reaped so many benefits um, mentally, emotionally, and physically from that. So I think that pageantry has, and my platform has brought me to that awareness and that decision. And for that, I will forever be grateful. Um, But also, like I said, socially, I haven't had this many friends probably since I was in like kindergarten where you had to be friends with everybody, (laughs) you know, because I'm 40 year old mom, housewife, um, and I struggled to find my group of friends at this age and this stage of my life. You know, I was, I was busy with my kids. I was busy being a homemaker. Um, I had friends at the gym where I work very much part-time, a few hours a week. But I didn't have, like, that girl group. I didn't have somebody who I could talk on the phone with or send a silly text message. Now my phone blows up all day. All day. All day with text messages about the most random things. I mean, I have the best girlfriends that I have made through pageantry. And they've all been women that I've competed with, which I think is so cool. That's such an interesting element to a friendship. And a lot of people who aren't involved in pageantry can't understand that. They're like, what do you mean your best friend won Mrs. World and you didn't? What was that like? Weren't you angry? I'm like, oh my gosh, I was jumping up and down. Like I was about to break a high heel. I was so happy for her. 
you know, but if it wasn't for pageantry, I wouldn't have met this most in- incredible woman who was really like a sister to me. And, and so many other girls too, who I talk to every single day, plus our state director now. Um, and one of our sponsors, like we're doing a fabulous, fabulous over 40 photo shoot this week where we're dressing in matching outfits and we're just going to create some celebratory images together. Like that's so important to me, you know, that friendship, that genuine friendship. So socially I have, I just feel so rich and there's nothing else like it at this phase of my life to feel like I have so many genuine friends who I can talk to about anything priceless. Such a great answer. And definitely pageants do open up so many doors to people that you would have never thought you would have ever met in your entire life. And it's, it's right. We no, would And it's such like, I hate to say it in such a businessy way, but it's such a great way to network. Like pageants open up so many doors, like to people in places that you would have never thought as just like, not saying like normal people, but as a normal person that I, if I didn't do pageants, I wouldn't have a podcast. I wouldn't have met you. I wouldn't have met anyone else that I have done episodes with. Like, that's just not something that I would have obtained or been able to do as just Casey. Like I would, if I didn't have the whole pageant background, which I am so grateful for and so thankful that my parents have paid for this entire thing and this whole way here, but like it really does. It has made such an impact. So I absolutely agree with that answer. Like that is, it has been such a positive light doing these things through pageants. Like it absolutely has. Oh yeah. And that's why it can really be for any woman who wants to put herself out there, who wants to network, have a new experience. Like pageantry can really be, it can be for everybody and anybody There's so many rewards to it, like you said, that you'll just reap for your entire life. It's true. I just wanted to, you know, just thank you for being here because this really is like, this is my new platform. Like this is something being able to network and talk and listen to your experiences and how, you know, the the pageant world has changed you in a positive light. And I'm just so glad that you're willing to be a part of this journey. Oh my gosh. A complete honor. Trust me. I'm so happy to have the chance to get to know you a little bit better too. Yeah. Thank you. Well, you never know what happens in the future, but I guess you'll have to check out next week for another episode of the crowning moment. Bye guys. Bye.